pre-recorded program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome to your show, Mom. Channel Mom really is here for the moms. Moms like you, even if you think it's not. There's so many messages in our media and our popular culture and on our screens that uh, does not remind moms of how important they are. And that is why this show exists, to, to encourage you and to equip you and to give you the latest and the greatest advice and information. And, and we always get you great stories. We've got a really good guest coming up today who's, I think, going to be a blessing to you with all that you will not believe her story with all that she has been through. We really want to, to be a place where you are cheering each other on as mamas, where you, we give you a voice in the media, a particular mom voice, uh, where we help you with your family life and plain old woman life. Uh, and speaking of plain old woman life, I've got something that's going to make you feel unplain. I did something a little unique today. It's kind of out of my box, but uh, maybe I'm trying to act younger than I am. But I've got a challenge on our Facebook page, and it's going to be there off and on for the next couple of weeks. Shauna Nyquist, a well-known Christian author who, who a lot of women know and like and, and have listened to her speak. Shauna was on the, sh- the show, I don't know, like six months ago. And we were talking about uh, her, some of her best mom tips. And she said to me, one of the things that I found most fascinating and most helpful to my kids is, or most, most delightful to my kids. Like if you just want to give your kids a charge. She said, jump into any body of water fully clothed as a mama. So it was like a pool or an ocean or a lake or a river, whatever. But if you find a body of water, just jump into it with all your clothes on and your kids will think it's a riot. Well, we were on vacation this last weekend and I did exactly that. There was a little pool by the condo we were staying in and I jumped in with all my clothes on. Now, here's the interesting thing. My kids weren't that fascinated. They're teenagers, so maybe they're over it, but they also kind of know me. And I was like, didn't it surprise you? And they're like, not really, mom, because that's just kind of the way you are. But they did have big old smiles on their faces, so it was worth it. So I took video of it and I put it on our Facebook page and I'm going to put it on our Twitter and, and Instagram and the whole deal. And I'm calling it hashtag mom pool challenge. And I'm inviting anybody, even if you just jump in your tub, I'd love to see a little video of you doing this in front of your kids and what their reaction is. And uh, maybe I'll just end up giving prizes or something. Anyway, it's called the Mom Pool Challenge. Go check it out at uh, at Channel Mom, uh, our Facebook page, and and we'll have it on our other social media as well. Okay, Mops is going to return next week with their segment. But today we have a woman named Erin Weideman on the show. And... (sighs) Her story will amaze you and encourage you. I mean, if you're going through something, Erin's going to help you. And she also has a particular message for women and girls that they so need to hear. Erin is a teacher turned professional author. She's a former college athlete. She is also a five-time cancer survivor. Her husband's name is Brent. Their daughter is Rooney. She is the co-founder and CEO of Bible Bells. 
and she does the heroes for her podcast. Bible Bells uh, is an adventure series for girls. She can tell us more about it. I may be getting this slightly wrong, but it highlights five superhero women of the Bible, and it's it's one for girls to to give them confidence and value, and to see how much they matter in this world, despite what the world tells them about their value, and sometimes so so wrong and so so misleading when it comes to things like beauty and. Self-worth and girls. Okay, I've took far too much time, taken far too much time. And with no further ado, we want to welcome Erin Weideman to Channel Mom. Welcome, Erin. Jenny, thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's, it's our pleasure and our honor. Okay, so let's just launch in. Tell folks where you, or tell the moms, because you're a mom, where you come from, because I know there's going to be at least one mom out there that's going to resonate with your story and what you've been through. You have such a story as a five-time cancer survivor. Tell folks what's happened to you. Oh, my gosh. So I grew up, you know, in a little town in Southern California. And just, you know, I think growing up in the middle of culture and just, you know, celebrity and fame and status and all the things that come when you think of California and Hollywood, um, I just fell into a deep you know, insecurity about who I was and, you know, constantly comparing myself with all the other girls around me. And um, I played sports growing up, but um, that didn't really save me from the struggle with the, what the world tells, told me and, and told girls that they need to be to be beautiful, right? So I um, I went and played, you know, college softball, I got a scholarship to go play and just was really lost, fell away from the Lord um, at the height of just that insecurity, took a job out of college that was completely ill-suited for my gifts and talents, and I ended up just on the floor in my parents' bathroom at 26. Um, I was diagnosed a couple months prior to that with metastasized thyroid cancer, so I basically had cancer from um, the top of my chest all the way up, so up both sides of my neck into my brain stem. It was super extensive. We did not catch it early, and I had to do this radiation treatment, and after not praying for like 10 years, or ever really in a way that I thought God was listening. I just had convinced myself God doesn't exist. I'll just do my own thing. And I'm, I'm in this life on my own to just do what I want to do. I found myself crying out to him for help. And it was really that moment that I realized, you know, I've got to turn my life around. I've got to seek after God and this bigger picture of who Jesus is and this, this savior that came to die for me. So I spent the next few years doing that, and just God really works on me, and it, it's just a testament, I think, surviving all this disease that God can redeem and restore and heal you no matter how far away you are from Him, no matter how many mistakes you've made. So it's just, it's an honor to be here to share it with you because it was, I, I lived through such a dark time without Him, but it, now life is totally different. Yeah, and I, and I, wanna, I want you to just draw that contrast briefly. Because you, you're you're beautiful, blonde, look, look just like you're supposed to look if you live in Southern California. And actually, you and I, I used to live in Encinitas, where you live now. It's so funny. And I was just there and failed to visit you, and I should have said hello. Um, but, I didn't know you lived there. That's awesome. I, I love it here. Yes, I did. I did on Devonshire Drive, just so you know. Um, so great. <laughs> so so you, 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 you kind of fit the bill. So the world would have probably thought you would be a pretty happy girl. Um, but, but you say that you were lost and then you got slammed with cancer, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five times. And, and it made you cry out to God and everything changed for you. So, so in a minute oh or God, so, can you, t- can you tell me how everything like, changed? Even, yes. Um, so at the beginning, I mean, when I was in middle school, high school, college, just that time in life, I was just, you know, I had, I had decided I don't believe in God. I'm going to do my own thing. 
and I mean, you, no one could convince me otherwise. I remember having an argument with my dad in the backyard, and he was just like, I, you know, I can't imagine an existence where we all go to heaven and you don't come with us. And I just wasn't listening. I was in that theme, that, that, that season of life of I don't need anyone's help. I can do it by myself. I'm not interested in, in hearing any encouragement or advice from the people who know me and, and love me and want good things for me. I just was... I was in it to do it myself. And for me, like, I was always really uncomfortable with how my body looked. You know, I'm, I'm oddly tall. I have weird feet. And I just, I was <laughs> constantly, even, in, and thanks for those compliments earlier, like being tall, blonde, it doesn't make you feel any better about yourself. Yeah. What we do as women is just look in the mirror and pick ourselves apart. Oh, these are the things about me that I absolutely hate. Not yeah. knowing, not realizing, no, no, God made you on purpose exactly the way you are. And, and, and what he considers beautiful is not what the world says. But for me, I just put on this loud, sassy attitude. I sort of faked confidence. You know, as an athlete, I could get away with walking around with my head held high and just kind of treating people like they were less than me because that made me puffed up. It made me feel good yeah. to do that. Yeah. And it wasn't, I mean, when I got sick, I just, after never even breaking a bone or having any sort of a minor injury playing sports, and I was, I mean, I was a gifted athlete. At the time I started softball, I just was like, it, it, I, was, I wanted to get a, scholarship, a college scholarship. That's what I wanted to do. So I worked really hard at that. And, you know, when I graduated, I was a couple of years out of graduating and just being told in the doctor's office, you are, you're not just sick. You are so sick. That number one, we didn't even do a test. I was in the doctor's office. He touched my neck for 30 seconds and then looked into my eyes and said, what are you doing tomorrow? We have to have surgery. It's cancer. I'm positive. And I was like, what? I was looking at my mom like, is this guy for real? It was just, it was the shock of a lifetime. And I was terrified. I just thought I was going to die. You know, there's no life left. I'm not going to get to do any of the things I want to do in life. And I was, it, it was honestly the scariest moment ever. Sure. Sure. It, yeah. Sure. Especially since you didn't have faith. So you didn't even, you didn't even say, well, you know, God's going to work it to, for good or it's all, you know, he's in the ER. I'm going to go to heaven, whatever. You didn't have anything right. to fall back on. <laughs> we only have about two minutes left in this segment. So why don't we just give folks a preview? You have a calling and a heart to help other women and girls with feeling demeaned and devalued in this world for being girls and for not living up to some kind of crazy outward ideal of a certain kind of body, certain kind of face, certain kind of hair. Um, just, just in the next minute, just give us a preview of what you're going to talk about in the next segment. Definitely. I think, you know, and, and me having a young daughter now, like the struggle that girls face is the same that my grandma faced, my mom, me, and now my daughter. It's just, it's, it is generational, a problem for girls not understanding who they are and what God created them to do. And my heart and my passion for everything we're doing now with Bible Bells and the Hero for Her podcast is to point girls directly toward the Lord and raise them up in the truth of his word to show them real heroes, and I'll get into that later, just the women that came before them that are in the Bible and their stories of incredible courage and patience and prayer and faith and just the people that our girls need to look at to, to find their own true identity, these real examples of heroes in God's word can create a powerful connection to him. And that's, that's what we're doing with Bible Bell. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's clear that you do a podcast <laughs> because you, you time, you time that down to a minute. I'm very proud of you. Good oh, job. Um, so we're going to go to break, but we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the message she wants for you as women to, 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 to change your perspective about yourself and also to pass on the girls if you have them and maybe somebody else's girl if all you have is sons. I do want to congratulate Harriet Doris and Christine Gibson who won the books that we were giving away last week. Jennifer Palomino, uh, Pray for Your Baby and Pray Through Your Child's Early Years. Uh, they won those books. I'm so happy for them. I know they're going to pass them on one in one case to a mom who's in a crisis pregnancy. So I'm so glad they won those books. Okay. Uh, we'll be back in just a couple of seconds with uh, channel mom and Aaron Weidman. Have you heard of Idra Haji, a Christian camp located in Bailey, Colorado? Idra Haji is full of passionate, well-trained staff who want to support you in raising your children to become rooted in their faith. Since 1948, Idra Haji has provided fun-filled, life-changing camp experiences for kids aged 6 to 17. Don't miss out on your chance to sign up for one of Colorado's top Christian camps this summer. Register now at idrahaji.org. That's idrahaji.org. At Channel Mom, we love, coach, and encourage moms because, frankly, you're worth it. We know you work hard for your family, so we work hard for you. I'm thrilled to tell you about a new way we're going to boost your mom game and your life. We're taking our show live on 94.7 The Word on Fridays at 1 p.m. and giving real moms a voice on the radio and taking your calls. Plus, we'll be sharing our new programming at Channel Mom Coffees across the nation where you can find fellowship, spiritual support, and help for the issues you face. Find out more at ChannelMom.com and at Channel Mom on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's Channel Mom. Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Welcome back to Channel Mom. A shout out to my friend Don Pablo, who operates all the board and the music and everything for us on the show. He is an, just an incredible blessing. So I just want to say that. Thank you, Don Pablo. He's waving and giving me the thumbs up. He's too shy even to get on the microphone. Um, okay. We like to do this every show. Moms, you are so special. More than the people who walk down the carpets to get Academy Awards and Oscars, you deserve an award for what you do daily, sacrificially, lovingly, patiently for your baby. So here's your mom applause. Thank you for all you do. Take a bow. Maybe like if you're in your car, take a little bow. Curtsy if you're standing up. Uh, we want to welcome back Aaron Weideman, who uh, is the CEO and founder, or co-founder, rather, of Bible Bells. And she also has the Heroes for Her podcast, which you can catch online. She's going to tell you how to do that. And she's also written uh, an adventure series for uh, children, highlighting five superhero women of the Bible. She really has a heart to give the right message to girls about how important they are, how capable they are, uh, that they have a lot to do in this world that will matter. And I just love her message. So welcome back, Erin. Thanks so much, Jenny. Okay, so here's the thing. When When I talk to people, I always get reconnoitered to whatever they're up to. 
So with you, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to be thinking about this more. I have a daughter. Why am I not thinking about more of this? And and you just have a heart for what the world's done, especially as a Southern Californian. And I've lived in Southern California. And frankly, I didn't have the courage to raise my children there because I thought they'd get wrecked by the culture there and the Hollywoodization of everything. But but you're doing it and you're doing it right. Um, and, and we don't have to live by Hollywood's standards or, or use their screens or whatever. But, but tell us culturally what your concern is going on and going into ki- girls' hearts and minds that you want to tweak so that so they can grow good and, and they can do the things that they are capable of doing for the world. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, what, what does culture tell our girls they need to do and be to be beautiful? So it, it basically starts with physical beauty. You've got to make and change something about your outward appearance so that you can be beautiful. That is incorrect. The second thing culture tells you to do is, you know what you need to do? You need to appear strong and confident, and you're going to do that by being loud and sassy and in everybody's face, and you're going to have this attitude that exudes pride and independence and just a me-first attitude. What I want is the most important thing. So those two issues that exist in culture are just behind the heart and soul of what we're trying to create inside the hearts of girls for them to understand that God has a different definition of what's beautiful, and it is directly contradictory to what the world will tell them. God says that a gentle and quiet spirit, your heart is what makes you beautiful, and it gives you unfading beauty, meaning beauty that will last. So our hope is that we can help girls understand when they are young, not when they're in middle school and like plagued by, you know, who's my friend today? And, oh my gosh, what's school going to be like? What drama exists at school day? And it's sort of an eat or be eaten mentality inside, inside schools. If we're just talking about like that little, that little scope of, of their, you know, world of, of the world of girls, but we're really trying to create that change in their identity when they're small. So, the book series, the podcast, everything we try to do with Bible Belt is directly related to, to growing up girls before they start to feel this way about themselves. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a new and better brand of feminism. I, I've been so reticent ab- about uh, any kind of thing that has to do with feminism because I feel like uh, it did a lot of wrong things to our culture and that that women didn't need men and women needed to be just like men and women needed to to take all the power away from men and they needed to demean men and 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 just you know and they were free in their sex and so everything got wrecked in my opinion um in some ways because of feminism now look what i get about what you're saying is hold on that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be standing up for girls just because feminism did it poorly we do need to, but you've got a better and gentler and, and wiser way to do it, which, which I applaud and I love it. Um, you know what I'm realizing, Aaron, when you say all this is that I do make the mistake. Now, we don't own a scale and, and I don't talk about weight and things like that in my family because I never want my daughter to, to have that insecurity. But I do constantly talk about how great she looks in this or how great she or her hair or how pretty her eyes are today and, and forget to talk to her about her heart and her brain. And, and so it's so good to be reminded by you, like, hold on a second. You got to remind her how she's beautiful from the inside out as well. You know, that's good stuff. So, so tell me, like, what would you like a woman to hear about herself today and what she could pass on to her daughter or her niece or her granddaughter? What would you like her to hear? Oh my gosh. I, I think, you know, just if we're, we're trying to make this practical, right. And even for my own daughter, here's, I mean, what we do is we try not to associate beauty with something you would put on your body. There's a really big difference between saying, 
you know, if my daughter's wearing a little a dress, like a sparkly princess dress, for example, if I say, oh, honey, you look so beautiful in that dress. Yeah. Versus just saying, oh, that's a pretty dress on you, honey. Because yeah. now we're talking about the dress. We're not talking about you. Yeah. And, what, I mean, what we try to do with our daughter and what, you know, and I've spent so much time in the classroom with kids and just constantly trying to separate this word beautiful to mean to, to be used only when you're speaking about someone's attitude, someone's heart, something they thought about someone or chose to do to appreciate someone. Those acts are beautiful because they come from a beautiful heart. Yeah. So if we lift that up, like my encouragement to moms today, if you're, figure, if you're trying to figure out a way to pour this into your kids, separate out the physical things they put on their body and just start using that word beautiful to talk about their kindness, their loyalty, when they're sitting and snuggling with you. I mean, these are all beautiful moments and experiences that we can have with our children, but start calling them what they are, not just that word beautiful when they're wearing something cute. Yeah, that's good. And it's so, so important. And also for women themselves. I want a woman to hear that today is just don't buy what the world's telling you. And by the way, I do. Like, I think I got to be a certain size and I think and I got to have my hair a certain way, my makeup a certain way. But man, I, I would like to live more daily where I understand as soon as I wake up, I'm already beautiful because of how God created me. And I wish more moms, whatever size they were, whatever clothes they're wearing, whatever it is, that, that, that they knew that, that truly they are beautiful from the inside out. And I, and I love. Well, I think. Go ahead. That's so important to Jenny. Sorry, I'm not going to interrupt you, but I, I just want to add this. And I think, you know, there's a really big difference between wanting to look nice and presentable. And, and some of that, you know, when you're hosting a party, you want people to come over and feel comfortable. You want to feel comfortable. So there is an element of reasonability when it comes to things like makeup and doing your hair and, and, and making sure you're in an outfit that does help you feel confident and strong about who you are. But the, the danger in that is, is making it an obsession or being worried about what, what other people think, not what I'm putting out. Is it, is it godly? Is it faith-filled? Um, so I think that's the, the goal there. And just even in my time as a mom trying to, you know, put on makeup at the same time my daughter's watching, you know, we, we try to talk about that conversation. Not that mommy needs makeup, but we all live in a world where, you know, you can't, if you just walked outside without makeup on, like, like th- this is the reality that we live in. Something, yeah. something would happen, right? Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad you said the thing about we have this new um, thing that we're telling women to be pretty or to be attractive they need to be loud they need to be in people's faces it needs to be all about them because i and i want to tell moms please send your little ones out of the room for a second because i'm about to say something that's a little racy i was talking to my teenage son last night who's you know a, a pretty good boy not perfect he's done some things wrong but pretty good boy you know a student all those things but he was telling me that he continually gets girls who text him and send him nudes just, just right there. There they are. They're nude. And he said, Mom, I don't even know what I'm opening. And there it is. He goes, I'm not trying to be a bad kid, but but there it is. Or they'll be at parties and they'll say, hey, do you want to see us kiss? And two girls will kiss or whatever. They're constantly throwing their sexuality out there in like enormously like provocative ways in a way that I think they think that makes them beautiful. And, and so we have a completely crazy message right now that's going on with a modern generation of girls. I think you're trying to nip it in the bud. Just any last words on that before we tell people how to find you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, an over-sexualized culture, I, I, you know, I grew up in that environment. It's so different. It's so much worse now for the generation that's coming up behind us. Yeah. But I think the focus there is for parents. You know, a lot of times, too, I talk to parents and they ask me all the time, you know, I just need the words. I need to, like, create moments for, for you know, me to sit with my daughter and just pour this wisdom over her. But a lot of times parents don't have the words. 
so they don't have the conversation. Like, I, I wish, and, and I love my parents, they are the best parents, but I wish my parents would have drawn a line in the sand and said, this is what culture is going to tell you, this is what God says about who you are, your purity, how he made you for your husband. I, I wish that would have been outlined for me in a very separate way. Yeah. So my encouragement to parents is not to shy away from those conversations. Your children, your girls need to hear from you they because do. there is noise out in the culture. And to counteract that noise and all that junk about you know, here's what you've got to do. You've got to kiss. You've got to have sex. You've got to do all of this stuff that makes you like an adult. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just, that's that's their it, reality that they live in every day. So and they have to counteract that with conversation. You do. You do. And so I'm glad you encourage, because that it, their future depends on it. If you love your children, don't be shy about stuff that's going to change their future. Uh, it's either a detrimental impact if you don't speak or, or it will make everything better if you do speak. So just remember that. All right. We got only a minute before we got to say goodbye to everybody. So Aaron, how do folks find you really briefly? Oh, sure. So they can go to biblebells.com. It's D I B L E B E L L E S.com. Or um, the podcast is found iTunes, SoundCloud, but you can just do a quick search for heroes for her. Okay. Um, and I'm the host Aaron Weideman. So that's two easy ways to find us. Also our Instagram is a great place to find us for giveaways and deals and all sorts of things that are going on. Yes, and I'm honored that I'm going to be on an upcoming show, so I'm excited about that. Yeah. And, and it's good. She's got great guests, very motivational and, and spiritually um, wonderful. And, and I just, yeah, you got good stuff. So God bless you for all you're doing. Uh, I, I hope that it goes far and really helps girls and women's out, women out there. So thanks, Aaron, for being on Channel Mom. Oh, thanks so much, Jenny. All right, take care, sweetie. Okay, just want to remind you, we're switching to a live show in two weeks. So you can call in. You can have a voice. You can be part of the message. I'm just so excited that we're going to make moms more and more part of this broadcast. We're also going to be on Facebook Live so you can have more interaction that way. We just want to bless you and help you. Uh, so follow us on at Channel Mom anywhere on social media. And we'd love it if you come to ChannelMom.com and support us. God bless you. Have a great weekend. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The U.S. has vowed to keep up the pressure on Syria in the aftermath of Thursday night's wave of missile strikes from U.S. ships. The U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, says the U.S. is prepared to take further action in Syria, but hopes that will not be necessary. 
The U.S. missile attack caused some heavy damage in one of the Syria's biggest and most strategic air bases, the ones it uses to launch uh, warplanes to strike opposition-held areas throughout the country. Video shows.